welcome to Daily Coaching for Women Entrepreneurs. I'm Sarah Nemechek, and this is where I share quick mindset shifts to guide you in the daily work of running and growing your business. As a woman entrepreneur, business is personal, so I help you enjoy your work without leaving your humanity at the door. I want you to enjoy your business while you stay on track with your big goals and master your leadership and management skills so you can love your business, make more money, and enjoy your life when you go home. Listen on to find out how. Hiring and firing. Does any business owner actually enjoy either of these? I think this is one area where most of my clients feel a lot of dread and do a lot of procrastinating and avoiding actions. This applies both to hiring and firing people. If you don't have your own story of employee relationships gone wrong, I'm sure you have heard at least a few. Tales of getting burned in the process, not being able to find good qualified people, there's no one good who wants to work for you, you can't afford to pay the going rates, or what even are the going rates? Why are employees so complacent? Why can't they do the work I want them to do and do it right the first time? Why is it so hard to train them? And what are you supposed to do when they screw up? It just needs so much hand-holding, and you don't want to hurt their feelings. These are just a small sampling of the complex thoughts we have about our teams. Things I hear my clients say a lot, things I have definitely encountered in my past jobs. So why do we have all these problems? Can it actually be any easier, less dramatic, less emotional? Today, I want to unpack some things that contribute to this discomfort in hiring and firing a team, whether it's employees or contractors that you're talking about and how you can make the process smoother and more beneficial to both you and your team. And to do that, I'm sharing three rules, if you will, that can guide you in how to handle hiring, training, evaluating, and firing. These will make hiring and firing a less confusing and uncomfortable part of your business. First, never solve your problems by hiring someone. We tend to hire people to solve our problems. When we have pain, we want it to go away. When we're entrepreneurs, we have a lot of pains and a lot of things on our plate. Obviously, we can't be experts in every single area, and we can't be everywhere and do all of the things as we grow. Hiring is a logical step in our growth. However, most of us are so overwhelmed that when we finally decide to hire someone, the actions we take are more reactionary than proactive. We do a little bit of thinking. We talk to a few people. We probably delegate some of our creativity and problem solving to other people in our life or our business. And we throw together a cursory job description and start interviewing candidates ASAP. Then we often do one of two things. We may feel so desperate to get a body in there to help us that we don't trust our hesitations about a candidate. We start to justify why that weird interaction during the interview was just in our mind. And we think maybe it'll work out once they are on the job. We decide this is probably the best we can get because we've been looking for people for an entire three weeks and it's already been too long. So this person that felt okay, but you're not that excited about comes on board. And within a week or two, you start noticing little things. You start to second guess yourself and wonder if it's you or them. You feel rude for questioning or pointing out what they're doing wrong, especially if you hire them to do a job that you don't fully understand, like accounting or HR, or something technical. This goes on for several months, or years. Yes, years. I have so many stories I could share. 
or you go the other direction. And I feel like this is something I've been seeing more recently. You decide you want an employee or a contractor. You put it out there. You interview candidates for months. You change your mind. You you want different things. You can't quite decide. You repeatedly analyze people, the job, the description, the words you're using. And you procrastinate on making any decisions. Because what if it doesn't work out? What if this isn't quite the right person? What if there's a better person out there next? Or maybe this wasn't actually the job you wanted to hire someone for. So maybe you should keep thinking. So you miss out on several possibly great candidates because you just can't decide. But back to the original issue. Those are obviously issues. But what we're really focused on here is our natural desire to solve the pains in our business by hiring someone. Instead, what I want you to think about before you even start writing a job description to post is how can you actually solve this problem? How do you want to solve it? You 100% can hire someone. I'm not telling you not to hire them, but I want you to decide what the solution is and then hire them to implement the solution. If the problem is not your area of expertise, you can still figure out what it will look like when the problem is solved and have some of those ideas in your mind as you are hiring or describing what you want. For example, let's say you haven't updated your books, filed your taxes, or created financial statements for two years. Trust me, this is a way more common problem than you may think. If this is one of your problems, you are not alone. And let's say you're also not an accountant and you hate numbers. This is most of us out there. So I don't want you to learn how to do this. I mean, you're welcome to do so, but that's not what I'm asking you to do. But when you hire someone to do it, you will be so much better served if you at least decide the results you want that person to produce when you expect it to be done and how you'll know it's done and done properly. So I actually love this particular example because I used to work as a CPA, specifically as a financial statement auditor. So I was the one who came in and told companies and boards if their books were being done properly, both public and private companies. And sadly, a lot of the private companies were a mess and had no idea that that was the case. They had simply found a breathing human who's like, oh, yeah, I can do some numbers. Sure. They hired them. They were like, when we would ask, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm not an accountant. I have no training in it. I have no idea what I'm doing. I just said I could do it. And I started doing some invoicing and oh, next thing you know, I'm their controller. Fascinating to watch this. The business owners and the management team really didn't know what was going on. They had no idea that they had hired these completely unqualified people, friendly people, but unqualified, or they didn't bother to know, like they would turn a blind eye to it because frankly, they were busy and there's a lot of things going on, as you probably know, as an entrepreneur. So they didn't know that, that anything was amiss. They didn't know if it was right or wrong. They didn't know if it was on time. They just accepted what came and it made it really hard for them to run their businesses. And this is what I see happen so often in small businesses. A lot of my clients have these problems just in general, like in even medium-sized businesses. This is a very common thing. So if this is happening for you, don't think that you're a bad person or you've done something wrong. Let's learn from this. And there are ways. You don't have to know how all of a technical thing happens, but you can figure out what it is that you would look for to know if it was right. Like, oh, I could find out if my taxes are being filed timely. I could see if I get a financial statement in my hand X number of times a year. Things like that. That's what I want you to figure out is how would you know if they were doing it right? 
And that brings me to my second point. You are responsible for your employees' success. That doesn't mean you have to hold their hand, mother them, and make tons of allowances to never make them feel bad. Being responsible for your employees' success means you are responsible for clearly defining and communicating their role in your company, what results you expect them to deliver, things like daily, weekly, annually, etc., their responsibilities on a regular basis, and how you will measure their results And actually, what happens if they do or don't meet your expectations? And you put all of this into practice in the way that you interview, onboard, train, manage, evaluate, and talk with your employees. You set the tone and you reinforce it every day in how you interact with them. And this doesn't mean that you have to be a completely friendly, boisterous, hands-on manager. You can be very hands-off and still do this. It just takes a lot of you putting in the effort on the front end, so it makes it really easy for your team to do it. The more thought and effort that you put into really deciding all of these things before you even hire each person, the easier it is going to be to go through the process of hiring, training, and working with your team. Now, you may think this sounds like a lot of work, and maybe your employees don't need this much or want that much, and you don't have this kind of time to do this stuff. And I feel you, like I have felt that way myself. I have learned from it. This is how I have my experience to talk to you about this. And I have avoided hiring people because I knew that I didn't have the time or didn't want to make the time to do this work. And I was just like, I'm just going to suck it up and be miserable because I don't have the time to be miserable enough to bring someone else on. (laughs) But the drama, the frustration, and the confusion that you save yourself when you are asking yourself if it's you or your employee is exponentially worth the time you'll spend up front. When I didn't hire someone because I thought it would be easier to do it myself, I ended up closing that business because I never could get out of the hole that I dug for myself. I learned a lot in that business. And there are several different things, but I do know that hiring someone could have been a really great thing to do, but I didn't take the time to do it at all because I wanted to do it better than just throwing something together. And I don't say any of this with the expectation that you will go out and do this and get it all perfect in every single way the first time or even the 10th time. We're all humans and we're always going to be learning and growing. I just want you to shift your mindset enough and how you approach hiring people in the first place. It'll give you greater clarity in every decision and every action post-hiring. And it will give you something much more tangible to evaluate. It'll give you a way to gather facts so that you can make better decisions. And that brings me to the final issue. Should you fire people sometimes? As soon as you perceive a problem, you should address it. Waiting only makes it worse. It's more confusing. It's more uncomfortable. And I'm talking about both for you and for the employee. So don't question whether you're being too picky or demanding, or maybe you're seeing something that isn't there. When you see something, trust yourself and have an open discussion with the person in question. Refer back to everything we already talked about today to give yourself facts to work with. And when you know it's time to fire someone, make the actual decision, and follow through as soon as possible. Everything we've talked about 
is a way to take the personal aspect out of firing decisions and communications because it gives you factual evidence to use as you evaluate an employee and make your decision. And it gives you talking points when you're actually having the firing conversation. Now, I have not met anyone who enjoys firing people. I like to think that most of us are not out to ruin people's lives, but it is a responsibility you take on when you own or manage a business. So let's take some of the emotion out of it so that you can keep moving forward in your business. Will every interaction with a human have a personal element? Yes. But does it have to be a reactionary, highly emotional, personal interaction? No. So back to the question, when should you fire someone? In most cases, it's a lot sooner than it actually happens. In larger companies, the delay seems to come from slow communications, unclear roles and responsibilities between who identifies the problem, who decides the action to take, and who takes the action. And yeah, big companies, they are just as messy as as smaller companies. We're all over the place. (laughs) There's size does not make the difference always. And in smaller companies, though, what I see more often is that the delays are emotional. It's usually one person, like the owner, that has to make these decisions. And remember, we're human. And we have a lot of thoughts about what it means to fire someone when we're the person actually making that decision and making the communication. And it's uncomfortable because we have these ideas. So here are three questions that come up most often when deciding to fire someone and what I offer to you in response to help you decide and proceed instead of just sitting there perpetually questioning questioning yourself. First, am I an a-hole for firing this person? Or sometimes it comes out as, I don't want people to think I'm an a-hole, or I don't want to be mean, or I don't want to ruin this person's life, things like that. And a lot of this comes back to the responsibility we talked about above. If, If you clearly define the role, communicated it well, and discussed progress or lack of progress with the employee, gave chances for improvement with clear communication about expectations and what improvement would look like, you're probably not being a jerk. You're actually just doing exactly what you and the employee agreed upon. You're making a clear decision based on what the person has shown you about himself. And, you know, it's a, it's, it is a two way street in an employment or contractor situation. A person says, I will do this, this, and this in exchange for pay and benefits or vacation or training or, you know, whatever support we give as employers to the people we're employing. In exchange for those things that we're giving them, they're supposed to give us the work that we ask them to do. The only time you're probably an a-hole is if you are not communicating, not giving them resources, not making it clear, or as we talked about, not taking responsibility for their success. So the next thing that comes up, should I give them another chance? This comes... I think this happens a lot more for women than men, just based on people I've talked to, not on particular scientific evidence, but women, we have a lot of like, maybe I'm wrong. Like it's a lot of questioning ourselves, I think, because we're like, well, maybe I didn't do something or maybe this, or maybe it was just this one time. And I've got to say, it really does depend on your situation. So here's some questions to help you pull that apart and not keep questioning yourself. What have you already done? How have you handled the situation so far? What have you actually told the person? And what have you set as the expectations? 
If you haven't clearly communicated some portion of their role, responsibility, expectations, get shared an evaluation of some sort and then revisited that for yourself and shared it with the employee, maybe you want to do some of that. For clarity, you don't have to have fancy formal methods of doing these things. Whatever you have in your place, in place in your company or with your company's culture, totally fine. Like some places are like, oh, we just talk about everything. Great. Make sure you talk about it. Some places are extremely regimented and have very formal written evaluations. Great. Make sure you're actually doing that for all employees. Other times it's very obvious to you that another chance won't change the result. There are times when people show you who who they are and you should just trust them. Trust yourself to believe what they're showing you. I say this for the situations where you know what you think is the right thing to do, but you're questioning yourself because you don't want to be wrong, be the bad guy, or whatever else is keeping your brain stuck in that little loop. You're likely doing both of you a favor by getting it over with. And finally, the last thing that seems to come up a lot when people are like, eh, maybe I shouldn't have, shouldn't fire this person. It's maybe they're not that bad. It's so hard to find people. I should just hold on to this person while I can. And here's my response. No, your business is small enough that you are not here to develop the nice diamonds in the rough. They can be very lovely people, but not be the right fit for this job. If you've taken the responsibility to explain everything and given them their chances and had communications and you have actually been a good employer per what we discussed earlier, you're not here to look after them and hold their hands. Send them to the giant corporations who have the time, the team, the programs, and the budget for it. You want people that fit your business now, where you are today. These people exist, and they do want to work with you. So that's what I have to say about that. (laughs) Okay, to recap, here are my top three rules to make hiring and firing a less confusing and uncomfortable part of your business. Never solve your problems by hiring someone. Two, you are responsible for your employee's success. And three, as soon as you perceive a problem, address it. Waiting and questioning yourself only makes it worse, more confusing, and more uncomfortable for both you and the employee. Now, go forth, take full responsibility for your employees and your business, trust yourself, make decisions, and take action right away. Thanks for tuning in and remember to get your dose of coaching here every week. Hey, want even more stories and alternative perspectives on life, business, and money in your inbox? Get on my email list where I share all my weird and fun stories to help your business feel easy and fun. Seriously, I think you're going to like these emails. Sign up at sarahnemachek.com.